0: Want to make a podcast? Use Anchor. Anchor is a platform that will help you record, edit, add music and transitions to give your podcast the most professional feel possible.
1: And that's not all. Anchor will also distribute your podcast to all major streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts.
0: Anchor, your one-stop shop for all your podcast needs.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Sam Antics podcast.
0: He's Matt. I'm Sam. He is very, very upset with his uh,
1: co-host. And I'm not. And that's just the way it is. Indeed, this has been two days now of uh, Sam being... Let's just Making say a mockery. A mockery um, of uh, our business. Absolutely. And if we have time, time later on, I will share that with the world. Um, and I but... will once again apologize yeah well maybe you'll put me on hold while you do it anyway um (laughs) thank you so much everyone for coming back um this is episode three ignore sam in the background he'll get over it and um yeah we're back again yeah back again
0: and we just once again want to say thank you so much to everyone that's listening everyone getting in touch every single message you guys send to us we completely appreciate and it makes our week we've had a few now well, we've had a lot. <laughs> I think we've actually reached the point of it
1: being a lot. Mm, definitely. Definitely. Um, so, so Cropper, mm-hmm. how the devil have you been this week?
0: Yeah, this week's been good. This week's been good. Uh, had a date the other day. It was good. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. Good date. Um, Did you go all right? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a good date. Um, met up, had a few drinks. Um, always back to hers and then walked back to mine. It's good, very good, sir. Very good, thank you. Um, I also bought a rug, but I, I'm an adult now, yeah. I bought a rug, um, but I didn't, wow. measure, I didn't measure the space that I wanted the rugs to go into like oh. with a tape measure, I just sort of lay down on the floor and was like, That'll do. Um, sorry, so the sorry. rug, you you
1: laid down on the floor,
0: yeah. I'm between 180 and 190 centimeters because I'm
1: six or four, and that's 10.5 bananas if I'm correct, is it? 10.8 i think ah not quite yeah, cl- so... quite close then
0: yeah you're, you're very close there um so yeah i bought the rug and it's arrived now um i'm now starting to question when does a rug become a carpet because that's what we're looking at here it it, it covers the entire front room basically ah i see entire... that is a slight problem yeah <laughs> uh, i'm really pleased for you Thank you, might, uh, how have you been this week
1: I've been been slightly better than I have been the last few weeks. Um, Still a few, obviously, up and down moments. Um, To be honest with you, I'm just looking forward to the weekend. Um, I don't know. I was originally going to be going to London this weekend with a friend, but I don't know if that's happening or not now. Um, But if not, I plan on probably not really doing a lot, really. Just taking, taking some chill time. So what you're saying is you're
0: not feeling fucking awful?
1: I'm not feeling fucking awful, no. And that, that will surprise a lot of people. And do you know why? Because that even surprises myself. But we welcome it. And we, we like that. We like that here. Exactly, Sir Robert, Exactly. Now, you may remember that we've been teasing a little bit recently about having a special guest on the podcast, haven't we, Sir Robert?
0: Just Just a little bit, yeah. Uh, he's a man. He's the only man that I will ever call daddy. He. <laughs>
1: For
2: fuck's sake, Sam Cropper.
1: <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake,
0: he is the man that holds the world record for being mentioned on an international podcast. In Actually appearing, but that will change today. He's he's also the only man I've called daddy.
1: It's special guest Glenn. Hey, hi guys, Glenn. How are you doing, Treacle? I'm very good, thank you, Matthew. How are you? Oh, all the better speaking to you. He's not fucking awful, Glenn. (laughs) Wow, I'm not fucking awful.
2: (laughs) That that is great to hear.
0: Now, Glenn, we obviously have been teasing you coming off the podcast for a while. Um, it's been well. This, this is your first appearance of Sam Antics in general, so it's been what better best part of what a decade? Yeah, about, about
2: eight out. years in the making.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> How does it feel with to make your day? friends.
2: Well, I'm just wondering whether you're actually going to put this out, or you're just going <laughs> to record it and then just not bother, like with the YouTube. <laughs>
0: might put it out if you're lucky to. I I understand that there is something you do want to talk to us about. Uh, There is, yes. One of
2: the reasons I've come on today is to discuss my charity run I'm going to be doing. It's uh, in aid of Prostate Cancer UK. I'm taking on the run 50 miles in the month of October just to try and raise a bit of awareness, really. I feel like it's something that's not talked about enough um yeah it affects so many hundreds of thousands of men every year but unfortunately men have got too much pride to uh want do anything about it or even discuss it um so i'd like to discuss it a bit today with you guys um get get your views and hopefully um put a bit of awareness out there and possibly even get a couple of donations to help towards the uh research and the caregivers towards treating this vile vile illness
1: definitely and uh for everyone listening we are going to put uh glenn's donation link in the description of this video i think sam will also put it on the uh, on the socials as well so um it will be well advertised everywhere and uh, it will
0: be everywhere so please 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 if you can if you have any money to help donate please do yeah uh and any little helps goes a
2: long way um with with this charity and with the research behind um hopefully eventually preventing the severity of this diagnosis yeah it's it's affecting hundreds of thousands of men that this is just that we know of in the UK um there's over 400,000 men currently living with or uh, survivors of prostate cancer. And, that, and that's just within the UK. God knows what it's like worldwide. Um no. we're lucky enough to have the resources to be able to track these figures and deal with treatment pretty rapidly and saving the majority of men. Unfortunately, the statistics are still way too high. Um, I'm sure you've heard before with adverts on TVs, radios and that, um, one in eight men will be diagnosed with it with prostate cancer in their lifetime. Wow. Um and when you think it's normally what one in four people in general will be diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. Mm. Um that is quite a high statistic.
0: It's a scary number
2: that. It, it's very scary, yeah. Um especially within the UK when um you get more than forty seven and a half thousand men diagnosed with it every year. Um just it's scary. it doesn't bear thinking about, to be honest. But, I mean, it's a charity that's very close to mine, my family's heart. Um, unfortunately, it took my grandad from me when I was no no more than 14 months old. So, unfortunately, I have no memories with him, just a no. f- couple of old photos.
0: It's a good cause for, yeah. for you to be fundraising on behalf of. And, you know, I think, I,
1: I'm sure Matt agrees with me, and we are just so proud of you. I've already... Uh... Chucked in a little donation, and I hope that um people who are listening. Will even if it's just you know, ev- every every little helps in in situations like this. You know, it doesn't have to be a huge donation. It just you know, a couple of pounds can even do the world of difference. It does wonders. Yeah, um,
2: yeah ab- diff- absolutely, and yeah, I'd, I'd just like to follow on from what Matt said. um a- Any little donation can help. It it doesn't matter what it is. Um, if you can't donate, then that's also that's fine. I'd be quite happy. Um, all my updates will be going on my um, Just Giving page or fundraising page. I can't remember what it's called. Um, As as I do it. Um, mm-hmm. So each each uh, run will be going on there. Uh, so you'll be able to track what I'm doing. I understand some people don't like to donate until they see the ends in sight and the person's actually going to complete what they're doing. Um, yeah. Which is fine. The link will be up throughout october and i believe at least two up till two weeks after the event as well okay um so yeah just just any, anything anything can help um i'm hoping to do it uh the m- majority of days throughout october uh with a couple of breaks and hopefully one last um big run at, at the end of the month to uh, cap it all off
1: have you got a target donation in uh, like, like total figure in mind well as it stands it is 300 pound
2: um okay. but to be okay. honest i'd like to go above that i'd like to reach 500 if i can That's fair enough. At last time of check-in it was at 170 mm-hmm. so i don't know and that's without even starting yet i know with a couple of donors i've got to come in but apart from that all down to you the general public really to just hopefully help push this and uh and also with it hopefully open up some lines of communication with with people with whether it's your family a doctors and people need to remember that prostate cancer you're not if to get checked you i think you're supposed to be 30 years or over to get checked you can ask the doctors to get checked sooner and no it's not what everyone thinks it's not you go to the doctors for a finger up the bum so it's once a year People give blood two or three times a year. They're li- they're literally taking half a pint of blood, if that, from you to test. It's it's nothing. It takes five minutes.
0: Yeah, and it's it's really good what you're doing. You're not just you know trying to raise uh, trying to raise money for them. You're also trying to raise awareness.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, me and, me and my dad have done a few collections before for it. Um, again, but like, like I say, people men in general, are stubborn. And unfortunately, we, we don't like to talk about this sort of thing.
0: Um, yeah, no, definitely. It, I mean, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's also, you know, I think there's also a stigma of men can't, we can't appear weak, you know, we can't appear to have any injuries uh, internal or external, you know. It's, it's a front that we've all sort of created for ourselves.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, which, is, which is, it's not right. It's not right that we, we should have to, uh, that men should have to live up to that stigma. Um, no one should have to live up to that stigma. You should be able to talk openly and freely with your loved ones, with just someone you feel comfortable with. It doesn't have to be a loved one, it can be a close friend, it could be a work colleague you get on well with, just someone you feel comfortable with. Certain things you'll have on your mind and they need talking about. And I'm a firm yeah.
1: believer that this is
2: one of them.
0: No, we completely agree. Yeah
1: definitely well thank you for um obviously you didn't just come on here for for that um but we we appreciate you coming on and and talking about that um and like like we said, if anybody wants to drop a little donation to Glenn, um then the link will be across our social media and yeah, also um, we'll, in the podcast description. We'll
0: keep checking in with Glenn as well um and try and get some updates as well to be going on our social media for you guys as well. Perfect. Thank you very much, guys. You're welcome. And now we're passing over to the most angry man I know. My take it away.
1: Hello. I'm back again. And uh, I'm just going to give you a heads up. They're not as good as last week. Um, But there's still two things that piss me off. One of them, quite a lot. So, I didn't do the first one, first of all. So, Grobby, you might actually understand the pain on this one. Okay. From all our valuable Guinness World Record attempts. Oh, yeah. So, this is one thing that drives me up the wall. Okay. So, if it's a particularly busy, let's say, rush hour at a very busy underground station, let's say, Houston. (laughs) Why... Do people insist on waiting until they're actually at the front, where the barrier is—the ticket barrier—to then take their? I mean, a lot of people have Oyster cards. That's fine. I don't mind that because it's instant. But people that have tickets, why do they leave it until they're at the actual ticket barrier? And they're like, "Oh, I don't know. Oh, let me just pat down my pockets. I don't know where it is. Get in the bin." Like, get your ticket out before you get to the barrier. What's so difficult about that?
0: Fair, that's fair. So what you're saying is, just in case our international listeners don't know what Matt means by the London Underground ticket barrier, it's basically a barrier that has a, uh, an automatic sort of swipe thing for your Oyster card, and then the barriers will open. Or you have to put your ticket in and quickly grab it as you go through the barrier. And what Matt is annoyed Indeed. about is the inconsiderate Arseholes, inconsiderate
1: that just, arseholes. Are just
0: uh, this actually is one of my bugbears as well because you know um, Waterloo and at Waterloo you've got all of those um, all those ticket barriers and everyone still, even though you can see them and you know they're there, everyone still insists on waiting until they get to them. It's just,
1: yeah. Do you know what? It's not even that as well. It's the fact that if their ticket doesn't work, rather than just move out the way and go and seek help. They then try and put it in another four times but just because you put it in once and it doesn't work doesn't mean it's going to decide oh I know maybe I'll let this one through like yeah. I don't understand people's logic
2: do you know what you say about that I actually saw the best example of this yesterday when I was coming back because um, well, I had to get the underground um, across London to come back nice. and uh, there was a bloke he got up to the barrier and he felt his pocket and then he realised his Oyster cards on his watch.
1: Yeah, oh, to scan awesome. his watch, through it, I
2: was see, like, I, "What am I actually witnessing now?"
1: Call me old-fashioned here, but you're old-fashioned. Just I can just about deal with Apple Pay on your phone, but the the having it on your watch and putting your watch near the read, I can't deal with that.
2: Yeah, that annoys me. I, I, I it it rather, was so awkward yeah. as well.
1: I'd rather physically like all the times I go and see my family in Bexhill. Um I always always get a ticket. That's why I have like two thousand tickets now because <laughs> I don't get rid of them mm. but um i t- I can't be dealing with oh i just I've annoyed myself quite honestly, boys, but you know, needed to get that out of my system because I really hate the people that do that We're with
2: you. have you yeah, have, so have with you, you seen have you ever had an e ticket?
1: I have had an e-ticket. They don't really work properly either. No, sometimes. No, I mean,
2: I, I, got, I got well lucky yesterday. Mine worked straight away, but I had no idea what I was supposed to do with it, where I was supposed to scan or anything. It's only because someone in front of me used it. I then knew how to use it.
1: Hmm. Uh, just, that's just 21st century for you, isn't it? Technology, it's just... Um... I think we said it in the other, other podcast. We were born in the wrong time, weren't we? Definitely. De- 100%. We were born in
0: the cro- crossover, weren't we?
1: Yeah. Indeed. Anyway, so that was the first one. Uh, the second one is uh, a bit closer to home if you're pardon the pun. So what I want to talk about now is my mum my stepdad and my brother. Okay. You might be thinking, how could you do such a thing on an internationally acclaimed podcast? Well I don't know whether it's a generation thing actually it can't be because Josh is younger than everyone. Yeah. Um. But they will not remember their passwords <laughs> every single time. Like my mum, bless her, she she tries so hard with technology and stuff, and she's she's got a lot better over the years with the computer and things like that. Like, so, so, I mean, she did something the other day, and I was like. I was really impressed. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, it was pretty technical and she did it. Yeah. But it's, it, today is a good example. So she wanted to cancel um, a ticket on Trainline, and she said, Oh, I don't know how to do it. So I said, okay, you're probably gonna have to log into your account and then cancel it or refund it that way. So she didn't reply. And then she didn't, she, it was a few more minutes and she still didn't reply, but she had read it. And I thought I know exactly what's happened here she's trying to log into her trainline account but she can't remember her password and so i message her back and i said you don't know what your password is do you she said no but it's okay i'm resetting it now <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same it's the same with josh like he had has problems with his playstation account and i try and help him like from my phone i say right josh what's your password oh i don't know i mean is it just boys do you i mean do you do you know your passwords for your everything you use
0: I'm going to be completely control. honest. I'm going to be completely honest. I live off Apple Keychain. If those who don't know what that is, it's basically Apple will save all of your passwords automatically. Yeah, um, I do that with my Google. Yeah, but I do kind of. I have a rough idea of what password opens and unlocks what account. Okay, so I say account. you got yeah, Say same, you got yeah.
1: a new device, a new yeah. device that didn't have Apple Keychain or Google whatever. Um, and you needed to type in your password. Do you know what password to type in for all the different sites that you need it for? Yes. And this no. Is just, uh, th- I've what? Got a... Sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa! So going on, we're we're going to back... skirt over me. Go please. On. We're going to back back you up a bit there. Sorry, Glenn. You no, don't... I don't.
2: What are we going to do? I, I, I know, I know, rough, I know roughly well. Hence why my old Facebook, I couldn't get onto it. Um. That's why I had to to set up the new one, wasn't it? Because, well, Facebook. Oh, I do remember that actually. Um, Yeah, so do I. I've lost loads of pictures and everything. Um, But, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, but but you guys know I'm not very good with technology anyway. Yeah. I I normally get one of you guys or Ash or my brother to help me. So, even my mum sometimes, which is a bit embarrassing, but.
0: I think with the Facebook thing though, it was, a password that was so many years old that Oh my know, god, it, it was like it was like nearly ten Glenn. years old. Yeah. So we kind that's why me and Matt have kind of accepted that we've got a ghost glen in the in the group chat, which we call fake yeah. Glenn. Fake Glen. Yeah.
1: Fake fake Glen's been a bit bit quiet recently. We haven't heard from him in a while, have we? That will be deleted in a couple
0: of
2: years. I think after five years it gets deleted if it's inactive or something. Well,
1: that'd be a shame because then we'll lose the about... messages from pre Pre-2020. Yeah,
0: you can't see them anyway, can
1: you? No, I can't.
0: But no, I've I've got a rough idea, but I I do this so I don't know how to describe this. So basically like every year, I'm not saying it's like on the turn of the year or anything, but if I'm on so say next year in February, a random date. Um I say the 14th. On Glenn's birthday. Glenn's I birthday, sign yeah. up to say uh a whiskey account for, say, a distillery, for example, to buy their products, okay? I will use a password that ends in like, something to do with the year. Oh, okay. So then I know, right, I sign up to this in this year, it's going to be something to do with that year around this time. So, That's 2020 what COVID. That. So yeah, so obviously... It's it was COVID choosing... kicked my ass. It's just choosing... Oh, no, that 2021. That was 2021. That was, like I said in the first podcast, 26 for net warranty. But it's <laughs> just... But, you know, it's just little things like that to kind of prompt me to remember where I was at the time. That means that this will be the password. I like okay. that. That's a clever thought process.
2: I never thought of that. Memory I'm tricks. not that smart.
1: So, yeah. Um... <laughs> that was my rant about my beloved family and them not remembering their password. Actually, I don't really know why I included Andy in that, because uh, my stepdad even, uh, because uh, He doesn't know I what a
2: computer is.
1: He actually has a tablet, you know, and not the medication I like trucks. kind. Oh. So fair enough. he maids, just drove trucks. and Josh. Fair enough. <laughs> he even, didn't even drive trucks.
0: I think someone oh, at well, some point it drives some in. I think someone in the family like unit at some point does end up being tech support. It just I think it just naturally. Yeah, my brother. at some point.
2: Yeah. See that not Sam, I bet
0: it's your brother. It's not. I, no. I'm, my dad's my tea teacher, so it's him. <laughs> oh fair enough. That would make that
1: sense. <laughs> But yeah well i mean in in me mum is always asking me to do stuff on on the computer and she's like do you want me to put team viewer on uh, other what uh, the hell is that i don't think there are i don't think there are i think there's like a apple equivalent that's not very good um but it's she's like do you want, want me to put TeamViewer on i'm like yeah go on then do you, do you want the password <laughs> can you remember what it is mother i mean <laughs> you know <laughs> So, uh, oh. so yeah, bless them. They mean well. I mean, I'm only joking. Yeah. About it, but occasionally, it does. Yeah. Uh. So, anyway, they are what's made me extremely angry this week. Thank you for oh, listening. Good.
0: So, the other reason why Glenn is with us today is because we want to talk about our friendship as the three of us.
1: Oh, uh, friend.
0: <laughs> so we've known each other since year nine school. So what's that? Two thousand and eight, wasn't it? Back end of yes. two thousand eight.
2: Yeah, two thousand eight. You boys took me under your wing. I was one of only two that came from my middle school to that upper school, and you, along with your little posse, took me under your wing, and we've been friends since.
0: Yeah, that's true. Me and Matt have only actually known each other a year more.
1: You, you came in year eight, didn't you? Uh, I moved to Leighton in 2007. So, yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah so a year more. As well, we used, so me and Matt, we
0: used to walk home every night and to school every day. Um, we didn't actually have that many classes together, did we? In like, that year?
1: I don't even know. I can't even I'm going to be honest. I can't remember much about um, middle school, to be honest with you. Remember, like, the um, music, music teacher and stuff like that? I do remember the music <laughs> teacher. <laughs> she, was, uh, she was very short, wasn't she, Sigour? Was
0: oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Um, but, yeah, so me and Matt became friends, obviously, in 2007. Then met Glenn in 2008. And then our friendship kind of developed from there, didn't it? We spent a lot of time playing football together. Yep.
1: Well, you say that for the, I wasn't really on the astro for the first year, was I?
2: That's true. No, I used no, to hide I, away in the I, library. I, I thought it was the last year you weren't on the astro.
1: I thought you no, used to I'm come down sh- sort of
2: two or three times a week first year, and then you gradually started coming down more. Yeah. And then you you played a lot the second year, and then you had scuffle with some knobs, and then you sort of just faded the last year because we sort i didn't really talk to you much did i for the last sort of year of school and it's only really since since leaving school that the three of us have become a hell of a lot closer i think
0: i would actually say since i moved away from lane buzzard that's where we like our friendship really sort of took off if you like yeah i agree i, I to be honest
2: i think that's because we don't have to see you every day <laughs>
0: Matt hears me every day and he's still pissed off.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if you guys will agree, but I feel like our friendship and the group chats particularly have really helped the last few years. Um especially the last five, six years, the amount of change we've all gone through. Obviously, Sam, you moving away, not really having anyone down there to begin with. Um so reliant on the on us and the chat quite a lot, um, which yeah. was really nice. And then obviously you develop friends um down there so you sort of bend us off a bit um (laughs) and then and then and then the last couple of years sort of coming really real coming back together um the three of us and really building this bond of it sounds it sounds a bit like cliche but really like a bond of brotherhood sort of thing like we all know we're all there for each other constantly and it doesn't matter what the subject uh good or bad we can always talk openly with each other um, yeah. and we can tell each other either what we think they need to hear or our honest opinions, as long as we know they're in the right headspace. Um, yeah, definitely. I'd just like to add to that. I love the fact that Ash is part of our group now um, as that four, and you two have taken her in as a friend the last few years. Um, that's not really just nice. It's now, is it? It's not just Ash. Nice. Little Ruby as well yeah yeah give her a little mention on it
0: um a, but yeah I, definitely, yeah I mean i definitely think cool. that in our sort of since i moved away from uni when i was 18 and yeah i didn't have anyone down here to begin with and then met people you'd meet people at uni and you stop being friends with people and then all the change happens um but the constant for us has always been the the three of us on our on our gentlemen's club group chat and we just it's just anything but we talk every single day on it and we don't necessarily feel obligated to always talk but we always say oh guys i'm just gonna have to meet the group, the group chat today or i'm gonna have to meet the group chat for a couple of hours um but like you said we don't have a top any topics that we're like we can't talk about this you know we don't have a topic that we won't talk about if I'm struggling with my mental health, I'll say, look, I'm really having a bad day. If I'm struggling with my fatigue, I'm having a really rough day. And I know that you, you guys will be there, not just for the, not just for support, but also to give advice. Yeah. yeah. And, and give you that
2: kick up the backside sometimes if you need it. Um, and yeah. like, like I was saying in my piece earlier, like I feel like everyone needs and should really have that, one or two people whether it's in the family or outside like us three that we can talk you can talk openly with and i feel like i talk more openly with you two than i possibly do some aspects with my family because it's an outside eye as it were you don't feel like you're being judged as much
1: sometimes and and sometimes you don't want to say things to family to upset them just want to jump in quickly um and I'm gonna try not to get emotional because you know what I'm like when I talk about my mental health. Of course. Um, but I genuinely feel I've been thinking about this a lot. So when I've tried counselling and oh. and stuff like that in the past, I, I I feel it doesn't it doesn't really do anything for me because I just don't like talking to people about how I'm feeling. Yeah. Whether it be on that day or just generally. Yeah, I'm the same. But I I know for a fact that if I'm feeling really crap and I just not even pick up the phone, but just like message the group and, and have a little have a little talk. You 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 two and possibly Ash as well now are the only people that I can generally talk to completely open. And be completely honest, like and i can't yeah. I can't even do that with my own family, and I hate that. I generally hate that like I think... whenever I have to talk to my mum like I can't tell her things to face to face, like I have to write it in an email or something like that, but I just know that with you two like like Glenn and I went for a walk the other day, and I, I got a few things off my chest then it's like I can't do that with other people so yeah. Yeah, I
2: definitely agree with that. <laughs> That's all I have to yeah. say. No, Matt, I 100% agree with that. It It is, uh, it's, it's a support network. At the end of the day, yes, it's a very close friendship we have. Um, to be honest, despite all having different, quite different backgrounds, to be fair, quite different hobbies and interests. But over the years, we've grown to, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, just such a good support network that we do have the three of us. Um and like you say Matt, it's just one of them things you know you can pick up the phone, you can just send a text. And even if it's not to open a conversation, even if it's just to have a little rant about what's going on that day, like or about something that's happened, you know you can put it in the group and we'll read it and you don't necessarily want to reply. But we'll give some sort yeah. of a little reply just to let you know we have read it, et cetera um, and that we are there, and we are about if if you do decide you want to open the communication and
0: start yeah, yeah. definitely definitely. I feel like with the three of us, you know, I've always said um that you two are basically my brothers, because the the bond that we have is is to that level I know you said earlier, Glenn, about brothers in arms, but like. We are almost a family outside of a family. And in recent years, we've, we've obviously um, brought Ash in, Ashman brought into the family and now Ruby. And our family is, is growing as a collective. And I think that for the three of us, that is vitally important. Like to each of us individually, the collective family that we've developed is just we all need it for, our, for ourselves and for each other.
2: absolutely it's huge i mean you look at last christmas when matt when you came and moved in here over christmas um Mm. i mean because of covid and everything it was the only way you could be with people that you really care about and we we really cared about you that's why we moved you in and And i hope it helps you get through yeah
1: it definitely did and you loved it because i just kept making you cake
2: yeah, well, that that was only to make up for you and Ash taking the Mick out of me all the time. <laughs> so I know then your we'll... game, swings and roundabouts and all that.
1: Yeah, we do have a tendency to do that, don't we?
2: Yes,
0: that's all right. I'm used to being the butt of the jokes. But then also, like, when when I obviously ended up moving back um, back to Link Buzzard for a period, it was just knowing that the three of us could meet up and go on a walk and just forget the the struggles and troubles. Oh, to be... that was great. Ooh. The, the three of us actually just spending time with each other and just being able to just forget about everything. And it was just what we needed. Every single one of us needed it. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that was great. That was, um,
2: it sounds a bit, a bit sad, but it was quite a special couple of months, few months that really, to actually all of us in the same town together. Yeah. Um, like you said, just to be able to meet up, like just plan a couple of days or a couple of hours in advance and just go out for a curry or for a walk or whatever. That was quite nice.
1: It is because it it doesn't happen because obviously Sam lives away. Um, You know, it doesn't, it doesn't happen as much as I think we all would like it to. And so when it does happen, it's very special to all of us. Um, And we know instantly that we're always going to have a good laugh. I don't think we've ever not met up and and had a really good time. Yeah, Uh, definitely.
0: Definitely. And like like the most recent time that we've met up was um, for that curry night that we went on. And (laughs) we still talk about it because of, you know, certain aspects of of like (laughs) I I took a video that like span around the table and then. Focused in on an extreme close-up of Matt. And that that one video, as soon as one of us sends it to the group chat, we just laugh and laugh. It's class. But the, the best thing about that was the fact that
2: Matt had no idea you were filming as well. But he still, <laughs> that's he still that's what made it even
1: better. But he still, had day he still doesn't know to this day. He
0: still,
1: <laughs> had, like, he still had the finesse to just sign, like finish off the video with a little like, mm. look. <laughs> I think on that one as well, I wasn't really quite with it because I'd had my first COVID jab yeah. that day, and yes, so I was. Yes, you, your legs were aching, weren't they? I? I just wasn't really with it. Um, my well, legs were really achy. I just felt I didn't feel ill, but I just felt uh, more so than usual. I felt just drained, like I had mm. no energy at all. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that was that was a good. Um, that was a good. Is that um, why
2: you line. ordered two curries to get your energy back up?
1: That was the first time we went out, then not that time. <laughs>
2: <it was very laughs> <much>. Big man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: never Honestly, oh. never going to be that ever.
2: Me either. Especially as the next time I went in there, they went to me. Oh, is big man, not with you this time.
1: <laughs> I actually, I didn't know this. Yeah, didn't yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I went back in with my mum and granddad about two, three months later, and. And they said to me, "Oh, where's Big Man today? Obviously, wanted the money off you." <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was well oh. funny. Mum had a little giggle at it as well. I remember that straight away. That's she good. went, "Is that Matt?" <laughs> it was very funny. She
1: knows me too well. Oh, of course. Well, you're part of the family, aren't you? So, um, so yeah, there's been there's been a lot of a lot of things we've done over the years, and I'm damn well sure there will be ahead of a lot of things. That happen in the future that we will be talking about for years on end. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, for one, I can't wait for that. Either,
2: I mean, we could talk about this all day, all night, couldn't we? Um, I, I'm am so happy. I feel so lucky to have you guys. Um, yeah. That, that's that's all I have to say.
0: Right. Let's not have a crying moment. Let's not. Get the <laughs> I can't shot. have another breakdown <laughs> of the podcast,
1: guys. Come on. <laughs>
0: I've only, read, I've only read 16 pages now of my mental health first aid book. I can't help oh, you. Oh, so you can do a little bit more this time. Than do a tiny bit more than just say, you're not alone <laughs> <laughs>
1: There. He can repeat two things now. Right. Well, I think it's time that we cross the bridge from our island of chat and go and visit our good friend Sam Cropper, where he might read us a story. In our segment... Story time with Sam. Now gather round, everyone, because we're going to listen to some stories and decide.
0: Who is an arsehole? Now, I've got a couple of options for you both this week. Glenn, you're going to choose first because you are the best. And then Matt, you can choose a second story after we've gone through Glen's. That's really kind of you. Mm, mm. Got to treat the guests like they're people. Okay, so are you guys ready for the options? Yes, yep. Okay, so the first one is Am I the arsehole for this weird chain of events? Option um. two Am I the arsehole for deleting my friend's wedding photos in front of them? Ooh. Oh. Am I the arsehole for barking at a guy that was bothering me and embarrassing my friend? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that last one sounds brilliant. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Matt, is that so, you? No, do you know what it is? It's because, because when I go into the warehouse at work, uh, one of my friends in there, and if we just like mess around like constantly, like making stupid noises, and and sometimes he just barks at things, and I'm like, oh, all right, then. And they just reminded me of him, so it,
0: it also has a personal uh, touch for me because the other day I was coming out of the co op, and you know that scene, oh, he he,
1: does? you know that scene.
0: You know that scene in The Incredibles where that kid, like, goes off on his trike to uh, Mr. <laughs> Incredible? Yeah. Imagine that. So the kid just cycled up to me and just started barking at me like a little, little yappy dog. <laughs>
1: so, wow. that is that I'm what? guessing we're gonna, I think Glenn is probably gonna choose.
0: I've not quite finished on the options yet.
1: I oh. apologise. Mm. Go ahead.
0: Am I the arsehole for commenting on a relationship I'm involved in? That is the final option. So your option. Eh? I'm not running through them again.
2: No, I'll go for I'll go for the dog barking one.
0: Okay, well.
2: Because that sounds funny.
0: Here we <laughs> go. We're all children at heart, aren't we? <laughs> oh, yes. Am I the arsehole for barking at a guy that was bothering me and embarrassing my friend? I, a 24-year-old female, picked up my friend for lunch today. I noticed that I needed to get air in my tyres, so I stopped at the petrol station and she stayed in the car. As I'm filling up my tyres, a man, maybe a little bit older than me, approaches and asks if I need help, despite me clearly not struggling. I tell him no, and that I'll be fine. He kept insisting, and I just kept declining. This went back and forth a few times, and when I got up to move to another tyre, he went to take the the hose out of my hand. Obviously, I was very uncomfortable, because a strange man coming towards me just isn't a good vibe. And because I have zero shame, I began barking at him quite loudly. <laughs> oh, he said wow. was, "He said I was a psycho bitch and walked back to his car. <laughs> <laughs> I finished putting air in my tyres and jumped back in the car. I laughed to my friend and called the guy a douchebag. I wouldn't have said this if he'd only offered the once and then left me alone. But he didn't. And she told me that I embarrassed her. And that she felt mortified to be hanging out with someone who would do that. She said it's fair game for me to do crazy shit when I'm on my own. But she didn't want to be around me if I was going to do embarrassing things. Lunch afterwards was awkward. So.
2: Well, her friend sounds like a
1: she... bit
0: of a bore, to be honest.
1: Well,
2: I mean, that's...
1: <laughs> that was one of us. I'd we... be in fits
2: if I was sat in the
1: car. 100 percent. can but... we just uh, for a minute talk about why men and this is just going to sound really what's it because i am a man but obviously i'm mm-hmm. nothing like this why men feel the consistent need if no means no if they don't need help with something why do you then carry on like they're not going to suddenly decide ah oh, do you know what actually you know, just get in the bin
0: no, yeah, I, I agree. It's same with, like, wolf whistling. Do you know
1: what Oh, God, yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, you're whistling. Me- oh, yes. I'll come back and give you my number.
1: I, I don't know. It's just pathetic, Why isn't it? it?
0: The other thing annoying for us is we get tarnished to some extent with the same brush. And I think that's where yeah. our annoyance from it comes, because, all right, yeah, okay, if a, if a girl looks like she's struggling to, do, to put air in her tires, I will approach and say, she wants want some help? If she says no, then I'll say, okay, have a, good, have a nice day. Bye. Bye.
1: <laughs> no problem. Have a nice day.
0: But, you, you know, you, you don't keep going towards her and then try and take the hose It's just a boundary.
1: No, just make, it just makes everyone feel uncomfortable, doesn't it? Like, there's just no need for it.
2: Yeah. In fairness, right, you put yourself in that, in that woman's shoes, you'd bark as well. <laughs> at the end, at the end of the day, I you bark as well.
0: you know what? I'm you? not sure. I'm not sure if I were to uh, be approached, guys. Firstly, I'd think, whose, car, whose tires am I filling up? But the question I would actually have to ask is, why are you? Why are you approaching me? Why? Why do you want to take this? Car? Yeah. Why are you here? Like, can you not be here? Like, yeah. <laughs> but if Surely you've to, got your own car. If I was to react to if I was to put myself in his shoes,
1: I, I wouldn't have barked at him, I'd have been shouting. I'd be like, get the fuck away from me, please. Well but I mean put it But it's a good thing that this isn't. Yeah, not she was trying to be polite. Present
2: day. <laughs> <laughs> that this isn't what Matt
1: present day. I was gonna say it's not it's a good thing that this isn't present day, because if he was filling up his car and then went over to help, and then just wouldn't take no for an answer. If I was the guy behind waiting to fill my car up, obviously because I'm empty on fuel, because I'm not a panic-buying mm. um, I, I you'd, you'd start getting really annoyed. Like, move your
2: fucking car yeah. out of
1: the way. I want to fill up. Like,
2: Yeah. Then you could Goodbye. have had two people barking
1: at him. <laughs> but it's just stories like this really wind me up because it's kind of like so difficult for some people to... Find someone anyway. Yeah. So when things like this happen, like you said, Sekoba, like you end up getting painted with the same brush. Yeah. It's kind of like we're not that, we're not all like that. Like some of us are actually quite nice to people. Yeah. It, it does uh, also. I, I know we're touching it and I'm not going to like pat this
0: thing again, <laughs> but like we did touch on it on the previous podcast where I mentioned about to track your location and like, I, I, also went on a date the other day and we were both quite open about the fact that we were being tracked by people because it's nothing against the person you're going on a date on it's just you can't uh, you can't account for every single situation and yeah. it is the worst thing in the world to have to think like that 100%. to actually be in a position where you have to say to someone look I'm not a psycho, I don't think you're a psycho, but I'm still going to be trapped. It's just, it's also the reason why, like, I know in America, girls obviously go around, the dads give them, like, pepper and stuff. And the fact that, A, they have a feel need to do, like, to do that, but B, the women actually have to use it. It's just the worst thing in the world. Yeah, it's so wrong.
2: It's... it's... And, and that's what puts people off it's, it's just it could be something as little as the story you've just said that could put that woman off dating for a good couple of years just, but the thing is you say about the barking and that and we laugh about it but that was just her natural reaction it was just the first thing she could think of her body could think of to do to get the bloke to back off
0: yeah yeah, exactly because it, she's said it a couple of times throughout that post is he kept offering and he kept going and he kept and she kept saying no 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 but my my other question is and this is just starting to get to me more now that i'm sort of looking back at it again why was the friend not jumping in to help why was the friend not getting out of the car and saying look she said yeah exactly leave like go away why why was that not happening Mm.
1: hmm because she turned out that she was almost ashamed of her for barking wasn't she like yeah and then they went for lunch and it was really awkward i'm like oh, come on sake honestly but they like, could life is too short for things like that so go on, quite frankly i think no you're right you are right but it could have not got towards her being very very
0: uncomfortable if her friend also got out of the car and was like she said no fuck off yeah <laughs> But just before we move on from this, I am going to um, just read out this post, this OP's um, username. It's A I T A, which is am the arsehole, hyphen bark bark. Genius. So to wrap it up, no, bark bark is not the arsehole here. No, absolutely. Definitely not. not.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, Matt, did you want me to read through the options again? Or have you got, no, thank you,
1: Sankar, I will have the, um, the wedding photos being deleted, please. Okay. Am I the asshole for deleting my friend's wedding photos in front of Yes. <laughs> Wait for it.
0: I'm not really a photographer. I'm a dog groomer. I take lots of photos of dogs all day to put on my Facebook and Instagram. It's just my thing, if that makes sense. A cut and a photo with every appointment... And I very seldom shoot anything other than dogs. A friend got married a few days ago, and wanting to save money, asked if I'd shoot for them. I told him it's not really my forte, but he convinced me by saying that he didn't care if they were perfect. They were on a shoestring budget, and I agreed to shoot it for two hundred and fifty dollars, which is nothing for a ten-hour event. On the day of, I'm driving around following the bride as she goes from appointment to appointment before the ceremony, and taking photos along the way. I shoot the ceremony itself. And during the reception, I'm shooting speeches and mingling. I started at around 11am and was due to finish around 7.30. But around 5pm, food is being served and I was told I cannot stop to eat because I need to be a photographer. In fact, they didn't save me a spot at any table. At this point, I'm getting very tired and kind of regretting doing this for next to nothing. It also was unbelievably hot. The venue was an old Veterans Legion and it's about... 110 Fahrenheit, and there's no AC. I told the groom that I need to take off for 20 minutes because there was no open bar or anything. I couldn't even get any water. He tells me I need to either be a photographer or leave without pay. With the heat, being hungry, and being generally annoyed at him, I asked him, are you sure? He said, yes. So I deleted all the photos I took in front of him and took off saying I'm not his photographer anymore. If I was to be paid $250, honestly, at that point, I would have paid $200 just for a glass of water and someone to sit for five minutes. They went right on their honeymoon and they've been off social media, but a lot of people have been posting on their walk with zero responses. Was I the arsehole?
1: I'd like to change my answer to the previous question, please. Proceed. He is not the arsehole. They rider should... groomer. Mm-hmm. Glenn, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I agree. Who, whoever the uh, photographer was, um, I don't blame. Them. At the end of the day, they're starting to get frustrated. They're starting to like, what, Why would you not save them, like a seat at a table, even if it's We're just like a that. table just... in the corner or something? Like, give them food, give them water, give them some time to just have they're them, not even allowing be them, them to
1: take a break. Like, no,
2: to to be to actually
0: experience and enjoy part of the wedding. Like,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, because they're actually friends as well. Really. She said a friend got well, married a few days ago. A, a friend got married a few days ago. Like
1: I could never treat my friend like that. Like
0: it's it's almost um, it's just almost extortionate labour. at $250 being made to work in extreme heat. You can't sit down, you can't have food, you can't have water. It's slavery at that point, surely. Yeah, it's disg- yeah, it's disgusting. Obviously, a couple of people have jumped in the comments here and they've they've kind of agreed with a similar line to what we were going down. So, someone said, not the ISO at all, you could have risked your health and they treated you like shit. Yeah. Which is, yeah. But it's also the fact that they expected her to work for what, eight and a half hours or something with no food, no water, no break or, you know, anything. So, when they come Mm -hmm. out from the honeymoon, they won't have any photos because they themselves treated the photographer like shit. Like, it just makes sense for. The photographer to react like that, I think.
2: Especially as they're doing them a favour as well.
0: A cut price.
2: Like, yeah, like, they're doing them a favour. It's not their job. They, like, they're just doing it to help a mate out, and then you go and treat them like that. Like, I'm sorry, no. As Matt would say,
0: get in the bin.
1: Get in the bloody bin, I'll tell you that. Get in the bin.
0: Would you like one more? I do have a short one. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs>
1: All right, go with your short one.
0: Okay. This one is one that I personally wanted Glenn's take on as a father. I'm a
1: father too, you know. This is nice. Wait, what? Someone has to look after Lando Lewis. Oh, yes and oh god. Yes. <laughs> <ears. laughs> the cat. Yeah.
0: Okay, so this is one that I mentioned on last week's podcast. Um Am I the arsehole? She said I overreacted. I, a 27-year-old female, had a disagreement with a fairly close friend, 30-year-old female. She has a -a two-and-a-half-year-old son, and I have a five-month-old daughter. She kept joking about them being boyfriend and girlfriend, getting married, when they were older. Fine, whatever. But then she started encouraging her two-and-a-half-year-old son that my baby is his girlfriend, and he's constantly started trying kissing her lips. I asked my friend to stop encouraging this. One, I don't feel comfortable and I don't consider it at any age appropriate behavior and two, he goes to nursery and it's six season. I don't want anyone kissing my baby. She blew up saying I'm overreacting. I'm sexualizing. She brought up abuse that I suffered as a child. I threw it in my face saying my baggage has fucked me up. I told her that the argument of whether or not it was appropriate aside, I almost lost my oldest to RSV as a child and I don't want anyone kissing my baby. She continued to encourage her son to kiss my daughter. I told her she is no longer welcome in my house, and that I cannot be friends with someone who will not accept boundaries I set for my children. She freaked out, calling me many-choice names, and did so in front of the children. And I told her if she didn't leave, I would call the police. We have been friends for nearly four years, and I feel awful ending it, but I really do feel strong about my boundaries. and my the arsehole? And maybe I overreacted, like she said, so maybe I could be the arsehole. But I do also feel like, regardless of my reason, what I say with my child goes.
2: So she is probably, I'd say, about a thousand, a million percent not an arsehole. Um, Agreed. If anything, the friend's the complete arsehole for, like she says, not respecting her boundaries. Um, it's dangerous anyway to kiss a child anywhere on the face or on the hands um because their immune system especially a newborn baby five-month-old i've yeah. got a five-month-old because their immune system is not as advanced as ours so anything like they say especially if it's sick season if it's flu season or whatever and the kid goes to school you don't know what bacteria that kid's carrying what diseases he's got that's that's not that he's not actually showing symptoms of um, yeah. and and they can be near fatal to a baby
0: she lost her oldest to RSV
2: exactly exactly which, which a lot of the time is caused by uh, kissing a baby and passing bacteria on that they can't defend against yeah so yeah no I'm I'm 100% with the writer there she's in, in no way is she to blame whatsoever she should I don't blame her for breaking off the friendship um
1: well, this is what annoys me. I,
2: I think sorry. she's brave to speak out, to be honest. Because yeah. a lot of people would just sit there and just take it. And like you said, she took it when she was saying about them getting married and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, when you start encouraging your kid, like, two-and-a-half-year-old yeah. with a five-month-old, kissing a 5 month that's that's not right, no. I'm sorry, just not that. I'm absolutely fuming.
1: Well, the, the, what bothers me is the fact that you know, if it's happened once and you know, the the friend, well, well no longer friend, they should respect the fact that their friend has said actually, do you mind if they don't do that? Like, exactly. you know, if she's just ignoring what her friend is saying then there's instantly a problem, isn't there? Because, yeah, there's yeah. no respect there. No. Why? I don't understand why people are just such assholes, to be honest. Like,
0: <laughs> what's wrong with everyone? Yeah. It's again, it's, it's back to the, the boundary issue of She said, you know, I don't want you doing, I don't want that to happen. This is my child. My child is five months old. Like, okay, joking about boyfriend, girlfriend, I think when you're in your friendship group, at least my experience sort of growing up, there was always like, as in like the parents' friendship, there was always the joke of, oh yeah, Sam could get with like this person. I think it's just something that naturally happens. Yeah. Older, Older than five, than two. And a half year old and a five month old, after like years down the line, because at the end of the day, your two and a half year old doesn't at that age they don't really know what's what. No, and five months, come on. Yeah,
2: Um, I mean to be fair as well, at that age, baby possibly has started teething as well. So if you dare get that close to the mouth, and then her son would have been. Bit or whatever, she'd have then flipped it on the writer, yeah, and said said that it was her fault for her son getting bit or whatever by her teething baby. Like you know, you it's just. Wrong. I feel sorry for the writer. She was in a lose lose there. She had to put her foot down, mm. um and in in a sense, yes, you have to be a dickhead to put your foot down and say, but you're also not being a dickhead. You are in their view because, like, you are being also in their view because. You're stopping them from doing what they want their child to do, blah, blah, what they yeah. want to encourage their child to do. But you're blowing up. You're setting out your boundaries and you've got to set out them boundaries from an early age. Yeah. I'm 100% on the right side here.
0: And that's what we've got time for this week, guys. Oh, no. I know. I know. Glenn, thank you so much for coming on the podcast this week. Thank you very much for having me.
2: It's been an absolute pleasure. And I look forward to speaking to you again, hopefully at the end of the
0: month. Indeed, indeed. And Matt, if, uh, if next week's just too long to wait, how can the listeners get in touch?
1: Well, Sakura, that is a good question. And I'm happy to report that they can get in touch via our Instagram, which is at Antics. Our Twitter, which is Samma Podcast. Or if they really want to, they could write us an email podcast at gmail.com and as always guys we appreciate any comments any messages
0: any feedback you want to give at all let us know and if, if you really enjoy the podcast spread the joy tell a friend get them listening as well
1: and don't forget guys if you want to donate to Glenn's charity run that he's doing for prostate cancer then Sam will leave all the links in the Social medias and I will put it in the description of this podcast. And all that is left to say for this week is hope to chat to you guys next week to loop